0: <clears throat> On today's episode, we go beyond the beer and Mike makes kombucha. Cheers! Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Brothers of Law podcast where beer is thicker than water, or in this case, kombucha thicker than
1: the water. I like where your head's
0: at. Join us on a journey discovering homebrewing, craft beer, and kombucha. <laughs> my name is Ryan, and with me is my kombucha, Mike. Mike
1: you are really leaning, into, leaning this. into this. I am <laughs> leaning into this.
0: I've had a few drinks, okay? Of kombucha? Of oh kombucha, yes. Kombucha. No, you have not. Air quotes, kombucha. We were, quotes, we were kombucha. just
1: discussing how in this episode, Ryan is going to play the role of like... Uh, new person you know like like the the Harry Potter of the world who has to have everything explained to him because he's just the I kind have of no novice idea what's character going on. yeah it's going to be fun. I'm a what? I'm a wizard? You're a wizard. I'm a kombucha. Right? You're, you are not kombucha. Right? <laughs> but if you if you were I'd drink you right on. Oh. Uh, <laughs> all right.
0: So, with <laughs> th- being said, we are doing kombucha. Our first sip for today <sighs> is I could go off it a little bit. So, we brew beer, we brew kombucha. Mike, what is your non beer and non kombucha beverage a choice to make that you have to brew?
1: Okay, um, so it depends on how much I you think I know st- your answer. Stretch the definition of brew. Okay, if you brew coffee, then it's coffee. You brew coffee, okay, then it's coffee. What? Okay. <laughs> uh so uh, yeah i love me a good coffee and that's why i thought uh, your answer was gonna be anyway, and, and so. Haley, yeah wonderfully signed me up for this like uh monthly thing where like this this place in austin um sends me so they basically get green coffee beans from a different country every month oh yeah and then they oh, fresh roast this. them and send them to you in the mail so it's like mm-hmm. every month you get freshly roasted ground or uh beans whole beans mm-hmm. and then i you know i grind those up in my grinder i I remember French press and, oh boy, it has really been a revelation and has turned me into a coffee snob because prior to this, I, I never had a problem drinking gas station coffee. Can't no, it you it anymore. Can't.
0: No Speedway coffee for Unless you.
1: it's a Love's because, because Love's does uh fresh <laughs> ground, you know, but yeah. So if we're talking something that's going to go in my kegerator, that's not coffee. It is... Not really brewed, but it, it would be our, like, San Pellegrino cl- clone. So, Spark See, water. that's
0: why I said brewed, because I feel like with, like... Because I was going to say, like, you could do
1: right. a keg. Not Cervantraft, like, but brew. Yeah, yeah
0: brew it. Okay. Like, you, it involves fair a enough. brewing process. Well, then it's coffee. Okay. For How me, it's tea. Okay.
1: Well, because I can enough. do the same <laughs>
0: thing I do with my, co- with my beer, actually, my coffee. My beer, because I can do different flavor profiles with it. So, I right. can do... You can do mixes, yeah. A green tea with, like, a... A fruity flavor to kind of balance it out and everything else, an elderberry or something like that. Youthberry, that was the one I was looking for. Youthberry. Oh, dude,
1: That that old like Tiajuana blend. The, yes. like, yeah, the Youthberry blend is incredible.
0: Mix that with a little green tea.
1: Oh, uh, we, we've done it with the monkey pick long. Oh yes, so the monkey picku long yeah. with and that too. A little too. bit of those old sugar crystals. Yes. Oh, oh, it up the a bit. fig.
0: The they're like fig crystals, aren't they? Oh, are made they? with like fig sugar or something. Probably. like that. Probably. They're so good, but yeah, that'll be mine. I'll take your word for that. <clears throat> so, a little listener feedback. Let me open up my trusty phone here. Do-do-do. Okay. So, going to TikTok, we have Blowing Smoke STL says, I uh, need to pick up, uh, going to the Three Floyds episode that we did, <clears throat> need to pick up some of their stuff as it's distributed down here now as well. I don't know where he is. I'm assuming he's
1: south of Illinois. South of Illinois. So <laughs> I don't know.
0: But, um... But again, Three Floyds, that episode just took off real well. We got a lot of comments yeah.
1: on it. Yeah, man. well, we, we talked about it on the last episode we recorded for, mm-hmm. for getting order of uh, release. But like, it it was an interesting timing for the episode because even people who haven't heard of them are bound to like be taken by the art style and might yes. be discovering it. Or you might have heard of zombie dust mm-hmm. or uh dark lord or whatever and now you're seeing three floyds pop up and you're mm-hmm. like oh. i was talking to my barber
0: about it today actually i, when I was getting my hair cut and talking about three floyds he's like i don't think i've heard of them i go if you like look for this some weird artwork you'll go find and, it and you'll you'll yeah. love it
1: look for a beer that sounds like it's called zombie dust
0: Yes. <laughs> Just based on the, on
1: the label, and you will find a beer called Zombie Dust. Or Middle Finger Space Station. Just You know right? what you're looking for. That one's pretty literal. <laughs> yeah, hard to screw that one up. Which of these beers has a space station that is also the finger? Yes.
0: Uh, next one is also on TikTok. Um, it is from uh, Mead Weaver, and this is going back to our Gateway beer episode. Okay, interesting. And I they thought s- it was going to be the Mead episode. I know. You threw <laughs> you off guard there. You might think that. Um, they said... Rodenbach Grand Cru Ooh. was my gateway into sours, and I wanted to say this for yes. you okay. because I know you like sours.
1: Ro- you know, we we did that island beers episode. Yeah. If we were to redo that episode, <laughs> Rodenbach Grand Cru would be on it. Like it, 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 so it's a flammers red. It is absolutely incredible. Yeah, I would love. I'm going to make you try a Flanders Red at some point. Maybe we should I've do. I've had a Flanders Red. I've had Red. I, 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 I think perhaps we should do a. Um, just a maybe like a tasting episode on different types of sour so i can i can just like
0: we can do introduce to say, you to the we can do world a sour of, field research episode yeah that
1: i i think that could be a lot of fun but i think that of all sour styles flanders red is my favorite mm-hmm. and i think that of all flanders reds rodenbach grand crew is the best yeah. so apparently it's a gateway to yeah, sour good so. on you it, it absolutely is yeah all right it, thanks it, thanks mead weaver because they're just well, like whereas a lot of the newer, like the American kettle sours are they're very one note, very sour often. Mm-hmm. And, and like if there's fruit, the fruit flavor kind of dominates the beer. The Flanders Red has a mix of sour with this almost like balsamic vinegar kind of quality, which sounds gross, but it's not nice. like really really hard. pleasant with like these kind of lightly funky fermentation characteristics with some malt. It's mm-hmm. oh man, they're just <laughs> I could go on and on all episode, but yeah. But we're not talking about sours. We're talking about
0: kombucha, which is sour. So sour, it's so of, it's adjacent. It's yeah. adjacent. It's
1: actually a weirdly uh, appropriate way to get into it.
0: So I'm gonna lead this off to you. This is this is your um, domain. This is not something I'm yes. into.
1: So I'm I'm gonna do my best to bounce some questions back to you otherwise no you're gonna good. be some Michael <clears throat> exposition no I, so, I'm definitely I'm, I'm listening so for for starters what is your understand you you apparently are not a kombucha guy what is your <laughs> understanding of what kombucha is
0: it's super healthy I know that <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, so healthy. it's supposed to be super super he- super super healthy because it's supposed to have a lot of uh, I suppose I think believe it's a lot of stuff for digestion and a lot of stuff for like, health and dev- yeah. yeah probiotics yeah that's okay.
1: yeah so and, and I'm I'm surprised uh, not surprised but that's very interesting that that was like kind of not being someone who likes it kind of what you've gleaned from culture at large so yeah. that, actually now that I think about it, it shouldn't be surprising but so the basic definition of kombucha is it is is a fermented tea okay so it's a sweetened and then fermented tea made using a symbiotic culture of bacteria and yeast. So okay. that that symbiotic culture bacteria and yeast um of bacteria and yeast is shortened to a SCOBY. So uh, you'll okay. you'll hear I heard SCOBY for kombucha course. people yeah it's 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 called a SCOBY. You kind of gross looking but cuz it's like a like a puck of like <laughs> like bacteria and yeast but so yeah so basically that is um that's what kombucha is. It is tea that has been fermented. Um, and so now one of the things I'll say up front is that in terms of alcohol content, we are a beer podcast, obviously. So we're often talking about alcoholic beverages, all ferment, you know, fermentation of kombucha will produce some level of alcohol. And there are definitely conversion versions of kombucha, which are intentionally made as hard beverages as alcoholic beverages. Most commercial and most correctly homebrewed versions, as far as I understand it at least, you know, if you follow the directions or whatever, will fall under half a percent. So mm-hmm. that is low enough to be considered legally non-alcoholic. Okay. Which, interestingly, I looked this up while I was doing research for kombucha. Apparently, like, if you were to um, drive around with a non-alcoholic beer, mm-hmm. you can legally do that because it, again, is below half a percent you might get pulled over and might have to explain <laughs> to the officer why you thought that was like a smart idea.
0: I've seen videos of people being like, you know, yeah. smart asses uh, about Adam it. Adam has, <laughs> has been pulled
1: over for having like an IBC root beer because it's in the same sort of brown Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so, um, it is not now, um, <clears throat> if you take medication that reacts with alcohol, mm-hmm. you at least talk to your doctor. I might suggest not doing com- even commercial kombucha because it does have a small residual amount. Like there's no ferment. I don't think to my understanding, the fermentation is designed to produce minimal alcohol. It's not filtered out or boiled off or anything. So if you take medication, be very careful, maybe talk to your doctor. I don't know, and I'm not going to try and state anything definitive. I'd about, about to say that. that's our
0: safety notice, is, so we yeah. can't get sued It's our this. safety notice, right? So
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. But yeah, generally, kombucha, like you said, is widely considered a functional beverage or a health beverage, mm-hmm. not something you drink to like get a buzz. So yeah, a recent, in terms of history, a recent Forbes article cites Northeast China as the site of the invention, quote-unquote, of kombucha, and claims that the name comes from a doctor Kambu, who was a Korean doctor who brought the beverage to Japan as a curative for the emperor at the time. Okay. Um, so clearly, it was like used in uh, many East Asian countries for its curative properties for a long time. Yep. Um, so it was originally considered like a curative, a health drink. Um, eventually, it's made its its way to Europe. Russia, and further as trade routes expanded, and then um, generally the first com- uh, major commercial kombucha brand in the US which popularized it is considered to be GTs, which you'll see in most stores, founded in 1995. Okay. I think to date they remain the largest like sector of the commercial kombucha market in America, GTs. <coughs>
0: <coughs> yeah, I think when I was just doing some basic mm-hmm. research onto this, I did see that it, was, it definitely originated more to the the east with um i believe india china or russia actually were the three that i saw yeah as the origin original location of kombucha yeah
1: and it's worth noting like a lot of fermented beverages you know basically like the world loves booze like and, and or, and, or <clears throat> just like there were not sanitary practices back in the day and so like Lots of things. I remember uh, my college roommate, Justin, mm-hmm. had a, he, he kept a thing of Arnie Palmer in his car, like, all seasons. <laughs> and uh, so he, like, he, he he just took a swig of some that he'd had in his car for a while and went, does this taste weird to you? And he's not a drink. He doesn't drink alcoholic at all. Yeah. And I took a swig of it and went, Justin, that is alcoholic. <laughs> he had just, you know, it had, like, gotten, it had been sitting in there. It had, like, definitely started to ferment and become alcoholic. And like, you can imagine how that led to the invention of beer. You know, you're, you're yeah. storing some grains, you know, or whatever, like they get a little rain done. And then like, I think that's often been proposed as kind of the invention, quote unquote, of beer. And then people were like, this makes me feel kind of good. And so... I mean, why argue with that? <laughs> right. So, so many, many cultures have independently invented like fermented beverages. So when you say India, Russia, China, it... It makes plenty of sense to me that it could have been simultaneously invented in multiple cultures. Like the idea of taking tea, sweetening it, forgetting about it, coming back to find it's been fermented by like open fermentation makes Mm -hmm. a ton of sense. Yeah, great. So in terms of health benefits, claims about the health benefits of kombucha obviously go back to its very beginnings. As I said, they have been historically somewhat overblown and misunderstood in the past I don't have a lot of interest in getting into that. We're not a health podcast. (laughs) So, but based on a review article from 2014, admittedly kind of old at this point, Mm -hmm. it at least seems like there is sufficient evidence to state that kombucha preserves the native health benefits of tea. Okay. So it's made from tea. It is at least as healthy as green or black tea, whatever it's made from. It doesn't lose those health benefits. It is also possible, depending on who you talk to, maybe probable that it also delivers the health benefits associated with other fermented foods. So think about things like yogurt or kimchi, which are... I was literally about to ask, what else is fermented food? Yeah, uh, so like kimchi, sauerkraut, yes. yep. yogurt yep. Are, are all great examples. Those are known to have probiotics, but yep. also, you know, if you ever heard like... You you like take a swill of really cloudy beer, and someone will say, "Yeah, I'm getting your vitamin B." So, so like yeah, you know, at least deliver vitamin B. <laughs> the, the fermentation process and just literally like consuming those microorganisms can give you important trace minerals, important vitamins. So that that part of it is less certain. It, it's unclear how many. Uh, viable probiotics remain in commercial kombuchas mm-hmm. I would assume there's more in commercial or in a homebrew I don't know again don't really want to get into it but there's at least some Um, th- there's at least some evidence to back up some of the lesser health claims yeah. people have also claimed that like it cures cancer and stuff and there's not hard science to back that up not whatever like I'm not yeah. trying to say one way or the other but there's not rigorous science to yeah. back that up but it is at least as healthy as tea. For myself, I personally enjoy it mostly for its taste. That's the angle I'm taking. The fermentation character produces a tart, lightly carbonated beverage, a little bit of fermentation character mm-hmm. that, like you'd get in like a sour, like yeah. a Brett beer, oh, yeah. that packs a lot of flavor and character for relatively low sugar content and mm-hmm. relatively low total calories. Like it's insane how low calorie but How packed full of flavor kombucha can be that yeah. is what that's why I like it. Now, most uh co- commercial kombucha is not served straight, you will not often find a lot of the brands make an original flavor, but you mm-hmm. won't find it at many stores. You'll mostly find it at health food stores with like an enormous selection. Yeah, if you go to Meyer, if you're in Michigan or whatever weird uh um insufficient yeah whatever in, <laughs> whatever like lesser <laughs> grocery store you go to in your state um you'll you'll find like mostly flavored kombuchas that have been mixed with probably around 10 percent of one or more fruit juices
0: i was gonna say because my one of the ones <laughs> i like a lot is they did a, like a, i think it was either dr pepper or root beer where, like, it tastes oh, yeah, tastes yeah, yeah. like a soda.
1: Okay, so you do have a little bit of, okay. <laughs> I've dabbled. So let, 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 let's return <laughs> to that in a second here. Okay, so I'll yeah. finish this thought. So in addition, you'll see other things like spices, oak aging, spirulina, mm-hmm. and other health foods, chia seeds. First of which-
0: all spirulina is horrible <laughs> we've learned this yeah
1: so so i've actually had kombucha <laughs> with spirulina and, 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 why and you it, know so that they had a, it made it a cool blue and they had a light enough touch you couldn't <laughs> taste the fishy okay okay okay. okay chia seeds give it a really interesting texture where they kind of serve it flat and you know how like chia seeds can almost have that like bubble tea kind of weird like if you put chia yes. seeds in liquid it gets a weird like mucusy film on it and it's like it's just really like i said i i can i they're like tiny little bubble tea bubbles to me (laughs) where it's like that weird like sensation yeah so you can do that so basically like at the end you can get at least as wild if not wilder as what we're seeing being done in the world of beer Yeah. okay yeah crazy i can see that all all manner of anything i've seen hopped kombucha you know like there's you can take it in any direction you want okay typically the recommendation and what I've seen on a lot of bottles is that 10% is a pretty normal standard for how much fruit juice to add. Okay. So um, lemon and ginger are very common flavors and are often employed as a backbone for other flavors. Kombucha can also be used as a basis for low sugar sodas, which is what you were talking about. So yeah, there are brands that make like a Dr. Pepper, a Cola where they use those spices, but they don't, they basically, like, make a cola and then let the kombucha eat away the sugar. It produces mm-hmm. the fizz and some kombucha character. Yeah. So, with that in mind, like, you start there maybe. So, what what kinds of kombucha have you had experience with and what have you liked? So, I've, I've dabbled in a little bit. Like, I've done some generic
0: flavors. Like, I've done, I think I've done, like, a cherry. I've done, like, a ginger. Um, but really, the only one that really caught... My interest and in liking was probably that Dr. Pepper one. Okay, yeah. Um, just because, I, I I have nothing against kombucha. Kombucha, like I said, it's 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 unique flavors as and there's so many flavors you can do with it, obviously. But finding the right flavor profile is where you need to be with it, and I think it's kind of like when you do an IPA, bringing it to beer. So like we talk about 2 Hardened, which is which Centennial hops, strictly Centennial hops. That's a very very in your face, grapefruit, citrus, piney, hop. But if you did an IPA that's more citra base uh, with hops, which is not as strong in your face, it's yeah. got a different a profile. A little fruitier. To it. Yeah. A little fruitier. It's it's not as bad, and you could it's more prone to be drinkable uh, to some people. Vice yeah, versa, you right, could right, be right, the right. way yeah, around. Yeah,
1: we we've talked about how mm-hmm. like Stone IPA is an IPA lover's IPA, whereas. Yes a Midwest or I would argue two-hearted is like yes. a good you might not love IPA but this might be your yes. yeah this might be your gateway. Exactly. So yeah. so, but, so, so so you find that <clears throat> the kombucha pops to be kind of a gateway kombucha or just yes. so yes to me. Yes. They're um, my hazy IPA.
0: Right. Okay. So so that's interesting. <laughs> right. So
1: probably do so the the last kind of missing thing for why I decided The biggest reason I homebrew kombucha is that Haley got me a kombucha brewing kit for Christmas. Yes. Easy. But the reason I'm interested in homebrewing kombucha is that for the most part, due to I think its status as a health food, and maybe also just the labor involved in it, kombucha can be a bit of an expensive habit with a single bottle costing upwards of like $5. That's the other reason. Depending where (laughs) you buy it. Yeah. So like when I go to Meijer, we'll often only buy like on sale brands. Yeah. Because it just, and and, and I will, I'll try and, you know, I'll buy like one or two Mm -hmm. to drink throughout a week or over two weeks. Like, it's just an expensive habit. Now, okay, beer can be an expensive habit too, but like it, I don't, for whatever reason it, you know, a lot of beers aren't going to run you $5 a bottle. Even craft beers, even even craft beers don't get up that high. So that's, that's a lot. Um. And my work, uh, if you go to the cafeteria, it's like $7 or something silly like that. So yeah, so this sounds like a great candidate for a homebrewing project, particularly since the only ingredients you need to make it are tea and a little bit of sugar and then maybe some juice, right? So sounds like a great homebrewing project. But before we get there, I would like to sort of establish a baseline um, on what kombucha tastes like. So, if you would be so kind as to grab one of the ones I brought with me, uh, grab the 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 taller one, the GTs. If you oh, grab them both, grab them both. Um. So here, let's let's use these. So I I grabbed one that I really like, and then um I not like both of these, but one is like <laughs> sort of a a unique one that I really enjoy mm-hmm. and. This first one, so this is GT's Raw Kombucha. It's the Trilogy flavor. And this, at least around us, GT's Trilogy is like, to me, it is the base kombucha flavor. Like, almost every store will carry this. Okay. Um, if they have GT's, they will always have this flavor. Um, and, and it's just kind of like their flagship, I guess I would say, with GT's being, the again, the largest kombucha brand in the U.S. So, if I may... So it, it's, it's strikingly red. The, the trilogy is raspberry juice, lemon juice, and fresh pressed ginger juice. So it's raspberry, lemon, ginger is where this flavor okay. comes from. Now, I will say, if you're not a huge kombucha fan, GT's to my palate is one of the most tart, aggressive flavored kombuchas that you will come across. Okay. okay. So just kind of be ready for that. I'm pouring like a sloppy boy
0: it's like you've done two episodes of drinking see
1: it's 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 fairly fizzy it's got a nice pink foam almost like it's like a strawberry sour or something yeah um but yeah so and then furthermore so this is the kind of base kombucha is their culture their scoby black tea green tea and kiwi juice and that and then those fruit and ginger juices are the only ingredients um and then uh, sugar, obviously. obviously yeah. But but presumably that sugar gets uh, fermented out.
0: Mm-hmm. I think the one thing I can smell right off the bat as you take a drink is the ginger is, is super, super strong in this. Like I smell it over everything else. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, I would agree. It's actually interesting for, for like a beer drinker. It has like pretty good head retention. Stick <laughs> for yourself. Oh yeah, well, yeah. My, my, I, I foamed mine a little more than yours, but like, look—you can see a little bit of uh, yeah, topography. Yeah, oh yeah. No, it
0: it tastes like you definitely get the other flavors in there. I definitely taste the lemon juice. I definitely taste the ginger. And you said what well, was it? Raspberry. Raspberry. Yeah, it's it's definitely a tart. It's what and that's what it's going for. Raspberries are tart. Yeah. Lemon is tart. Ginger is tart. Like yeah, it's, and, it's a very again, tart like, thing.
1: Kombucha, the the part of the bacteria used for kombucha is lactobacillus which is what is used in like beer souring um a okay. lot of the time okay. so like it and yogurt but like it creates lactic acid which is tart so um even just like if you have original kombucha it will be tart you know the the fermentation mm-hmm. process tarts the beer up and i think that's why it's a natural complement for a lot of tart fruits so how did you do you find it too far? Like, what What do you think of this? This, again, I, sort of being a, a flagship kombucha flavor. It's a little bit
0: on the too tart side for me. Like, um, it's almost like we went to uh, Jolly Pumpkin. Which is why I can see why you like these. Yeah, I know you, you're a love for yeah. Jolly Pumpkin. I do which do Bum- a lot Bum- of sour beers.
1: But you know what? I do find, like, um, some of Jolly... I, I'm a huge fan of Jolly Pumpkin. I love Bam Beer. Some uh, Their beers are <laughs> hit or miss for me, whether they're too tart. Like, I used to really like La Roja. They're, um, mm. like red, it's sort of their Flanders analog, yeah. but their bugs are, uh, bugs uh, here being a kind of shorthand for like the, the bacteria and like the wild yeast that for, uh, an open fermentation, they, they, the Roja is almost too sour. It's, it's not too sour to drink, but it's past my ideal balance. Yeah. Um, whereas like for their gold nail for, for, um, beer, it I think it works really well. Um, but yeah. So let me also ask aside from just the tartness, mm-hmm. um, do you get, so when I say there's kind of a fermentation character, do you smell what I'm and taste what I'm talking about? Like a kind of, for lack of a better term, not in the same way as a beer, but like a kind of a funkiness
0: Unfortunately, I'm gonna say no. I I think that I that, mean it might that, be totally in by the fruit. Yeah, must say that ginger especially is super super strong for my taste uh, and my smell. Yeah. Um, and going with the lemon and the raspberry as well just adds to the tartness.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's trilogy. Like I said, I, I really like trilogy. I'm not complaining about it when I say this is more due to its popularity than anything. But yeah. That is kind of a flagship prototypical. It's, again, though, I think the funny thing is that GT's, to me, is one of the most intense kombuchas. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, it might be popular in the way, again, Stone IPA is popular, where it's like, yeah. it's popular because for kombucha lovers, it's like intense flavor. So this this next one is a brand called Hum, with two Ms. Um, so... <laughs> This is, this flavor is blueberry mint, which I've... I'm intrigued by this flavor, actually. I'm very interesting. This brand also, I couldn't find it. They make a, I think it's like a coconut lime, which I like even more than this. But I, I think also too, you'll find that this brand has less aggressive souring. So I don't know if that's a difference in their SCOBY, in their choice of flavor, how they balance, like how much fruit juice they add, but it's just something that I have noticed.
0: Right off the bat, the smell—it's—it's it's completely different compared to the other one. Like it's—it's—it's it's, it's, the blueberry Defoe is there. The, yeah, is there's that a lot of blueberry. Sweet, yeah, but it's still
1: like blueberry. Yeah. Um. And and the flavors are really nice, kind of purpley blue too. The color, you mean? Not the flavor. Mm-hmm. No, this tastes purple. Purple. <laughs> it's a purple drink. You know, it kind <laughs> of does, doesn't not taste like that. <laughs> I know, right? It does not not taste <clears throat> like purple Gatorade. No, this is actually.
0: This is this is this is good. I like this a lot. Yeah, I would put this on my my spectrum of like really really good. Would ketchup. would enjoy. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: if handed a bottle, would not say no, thank you. Yeah, no, oh, that's it's really cool. good. I yeah, think,
0: I think the mint and the blueberry they go very well together. Yeah, I think and the I, only uh, thing I would probably add to this would be a lemon to bring it because it is a little. little it's sweet. almost too far the other way. <clears throat> bringing that lemon just to balance it. Now, but I think
1: it's good still. It is funny you say that though because the total sugars in this, there's seven grams of sugar in a uh fourteen ounce um in a fourteen ounce kombucha. So seven grams with zero grams added sugar because uh you know, theoretically any added sugar that is used is um is like completely, you know, used up by the, the scoby. So again actually, this one
0: to to compare it, the GTS, that is, uh, twelve grams of sugar. Okay. So yeah. actually, has this the GT, which had a, a more obviously the ginger lemon and and raspberry flavor, had has
1: more sugar to it yeah. than the blueberry mint. Now, part of that might be let, let me check. <clears throat> so this doesn't. So well, yeah. One thing I will note with a lot of commercial kombucha, neither of these are. Um, so, so this is made with, since we listed it for the other one, the kombucha is green tea, black mm-hmm. tea, white grape juice, cane sugar, and then a SCOBY. So they, uh, GTs use kiwi juice. This uses grape juice. So, uh, no tamal. Yeah. No, no GTs because no GT. they use kiwi juice yes. as the basis for all of yep. theirs. This one uses white grape, which I feel like comes through. Yes. And that agreed. might explain, like, white grape is a way sweeter base. Kiwi's pretty pretty tart. That might yes. explain some of the difference. And then you also, this has apple juice, blueberry juice, elderberry. um, And the it says natural flavors, which I imagine includes mint, because <laughs> they don't yes. list mint here. But yeah, so this entire 14-ounce bottle is 35 calories. The GT's is 50. Yeah. Which is also fairly fairly low when you think about the flavor that it's packing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so one thing to watch out for, like Cavita, which I think is a Pepsi brand, mm-hmm. they make probably the tart cherry that you said you tried might have been theirs because yeah. they're pretty easy to find. They have like a pineapple peach that's really good. Okay. So they and a lot of other brands will use natural sweeteners like stevia okay. um to help balance their kombuchas out. Now, for myself, I like both of those flavors of the Cavita, but I am very sensitive to the taste of artificial sweetener. Agreed, or or, And or, well, sorry, not artificial, zero-calorie sweetener. Yes. Like, it doesn't matter if it's artificial or not. Stevia, Sweet and Low, like, they all have this taste that I hate. I cannot stand it. Like, I I know that not everybody's as sensitive as me, but, like, I... So, if that's something you're sensitive to, watch (laughs) out with your brands. And if you're going to try one from that brand, you know... Pick maybe a more assertive flavor like tart cherry. Like this is the Kavita yeah. tart cherry is incredible. I don't mm-hmm. notice it there. But um, but like their lemon ginger, I do. And I hate I don't like it.
0: Yeah. And well, like I the
1: raspberry, you. I don't like that either. So something to something to know. So while we while we finish these up, let's take a little break. And on the back half of the episode, I will talk about my experience brewing kombucha and we'll try a couple of my home groups. Sounds so, good. Cheers. cheers. Have you ever been looking for a definitive Nintendo ranking and can't seem to find it because it's just everybody's own opinion?
0: Honestly, all the time, Sam. Well, I'm looking for someone to give us the answers. Wait, you mean like a podcast made by two young, handsome men where they create a definitive top five list of all things Nintendo? Should we just do it ourselves? Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Let's give it a shot. I'm Sam, and I'm Jake, and And at at Top 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 5 Nintendo, Nintendo, I'm going to give you my Top 5 list, and I'm going to give you my Top 5 list, and then we're going to duke it out and see what the real Top 5 is.
1: Hey, this is TC. And this is Jim from the Studio Demands It podcast. Where every episode we take a demand from a hypothetical studio. Which could be you. And challenge ourselves to conceptualize, pitch, and craft a film based on the stipulations. Or the demands. We are given. We talk about movies all the time. Particularly, we complain about the choices made in the films we've seen. We're nerds like that. And, of course, like any good nerd does, we automatically assume that we could do better. Even with the demands and restrictions that clearly must have been put on by a production. So head on over to studiodemandsit.com and listen to our previous library of episodes. Our library of previous episodes. Our precious library, Jim. (laughs) Our library of precious episodes. (laughs) You're a pirate Smeagol. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so head on over to studiodemandsit.com to listen to our library of episodes. And submit your demand for a future episode, too. So go do that. Okay, bye. Okay, end of ad
0: and we are back Mike how do you make kombucha okay. walk us through this process because I, I know a lot of people that make it but not a lot. I know two people that make it besides you so I know three people that make it um well, How let's try mine this?
1: first before we confirm that I have, in fact, made kombucha. Okay. That's <laughs> true.
0: That's true. I, I got two bottles here.
1: Now, have you tried homebrew kombucha from either tried. of these people?
0: No, because one's in Arizona and the other one,
1: I think, is in Minnesota. Minnesota? Minnesota. All okay. right. All right. Well, so, for for starters, um, I I got a kombucha starter kit. These are not that mm-hmm. hard to find. My local homebrew shop
0: yes, carries
1: the, uh, the same brand that I got. It's the craft a brew starter kit complete kombucha making kit um so craft a brew is the brand that i got there are other brands that are well reviewed Mm -hmm. there are lists of the best starter kits like do some googling if you're interested so interestingly though the way that this kit works which i think is very smart because you are using a live scoby culture you get the kit which Mm -hmm. can sit on the shelf for a long time and it's fine because it's just uh some black tea bags, some pre-measured sugar, and then a fermentation vessel, vessel and relevant accessories, yeah. and then you get an, a code to redeem your scoby online. Okay. So it's basically, you know, hey, the could get it for me for Christmas. It could sit in the uh, in the closet in a you know wrapped up for two months. Then it takes me what now two more months. Actually, in this case, it was like a year and two months to decide <laughs> I wanted to make it. Uh, but the scoby's not going to die because i order it right ahead of actually brewing yeah so that's kind of neat um i don't know if all of them work that way but you know you can imagine how a scoby if it was packaged with the kombucha kit could easily die during transit or in a long time on the store shelf yeah i can or see in that. a long time forgotten at your house yeah, before you definitely it. see that so um yeah so there's that that's that's pretty neat so um I would suggest and then the thing is that scobies are designed to be reused. You sort of harvest it from each kit. Probably some notes online on how to, you know, sort of I, I i'm assuming they kind of just keep growing so i don't know if you at some point need to pare it down i, I like i'm just it sounds I'm a rookie. really like, i'm not that it's kind of like law.
0: it sounds like the mother dough when you're making bread like basically you, you yeah. have like a source of everything you just need a little bit of it to then make what you need to make
1: yeah but but the thing for it would be like the mother dough if you pitch the whole mother dough into every batch of bread okay. and then harvested it out They afterwards. harvest it back out okay. so yeah you, right. you you pitch the <clears throat> scoby in then you pull it back out and reserve it and then you use it again. And and once you get going, I think you have a month or two when you pull it back out, you pull it out with a little bit of the kombucha and it sort of lives in there. And you have a month or two to make kombucha again before it will go dormant or start to die. Yeah. So you you sort of you lock yourself in. But yeah. So so basically the the way that the process works, okay. You boil a bunch of water in a stock pot. So well so this is what I did. This is what I did basically. So I will say who the directions like disturbed me a little bit with how not uh sanitary it is. Like, like, uh, they, they they tell you at the end, so one, you can't use antibacterial soap because that will kill your scoby. So okay. you can use dish soap to clean your hands, yeah. not antibacterial. That you know, the difference being is 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 your soap active, is just sloughing off bacteria, mm-hmm. or is it actively harmful? Is it bactericidal, yeah. right? So, um so, I, that disturbed me. So, what I ended up doing was using star sand and or boiling for a lot of these steps because yeah. I'm, a, I'm a beer brewer and when you, you brew beer, you, you're really careful about the yeah. stuff. So, yeah. what I did, I boiled all the water I would need in a stock pot. That was about 13 cups. Okay. I then picked up four cups into a one quart measuring cup. Briefly cooled that just to get down, whatever the five, 10 degrees it needed to reach like optimal black tea steeping temperature. Steeping, yep. And then I, you steep that, you steep like two big bags of black tea for 15 minutes. So okay. it's a long steep. i okay. making a very strong tea yeah. because it's going to be diluted. Meanwhile, I rapidly cooled the remaining water, uh, which I'm going to add to dilute later, later. I rapidly cooled that in the sink using a water bath. Right. Um, And oh no You know what I did It was uh, winter in Michigan So I stuck it in a snowdrift <laughs> And let it cool you, down I, I've done that with beer So don't I worry. Yeah, yeah So um, So meanwhile After the 15 minutes Oh I, Then I sanitized all my equipment With star sand Not part of their directions But again It was something yeah. that I did Because it It feels weird To not Do that Yeah Do a sanitation step Like that Using mm-hmm. like a Sanitizing agent they, they wanted you to use Just like some non-antibacterial soap like dish soap. I wasn't prepared for that, so I, I just yeah, okay. I was weird about it. So then you remove the tea bags, you squeeze them to get all the last bits of goodness out. Then you add your cane sugar uh, and stir to dissolve. So the cane sugar is not to sweeten it. it provides fuel for fermentation. Yes. So that cane sugar is what the the scope, the yeast and um, and the bacteria in the SCOBY is going to uh, eat. So then you add nine cups of boiled water to the fermentation jar to sort of balance, to kind of dilute it out. Um, So again, for me, that was boiled and cooled water. Uh, You know, I don't know that like uh, the directions necessarily called for it to be that way. You could use distilled water or, you know, like reverse osmosis water or something. Mm -hmm. I used boiled and cooled water. So then you let the full volume cool to room temperature, which it was pretty close by the time I ditched mine because of the snow. Yeah. Then you pitch your SCOBY. So it like comes in a little bag in like some liquid. You just pitch all of it. Okay. Um, then you cover with a cloth because you, unlike, you know, an airlock you use for brewing, the bacteria need free oxygen exchange. So you just cover it with like a cloth. Mm-hmm. To be sanitary, but it is not sterile. <clears throat> yeah. So again, this is not nearly as sterile as like as brewing is. Yeah. Then you secure that cloth with a rubber band, and then you ferment theoretically for seven to fourteen days. Okay. And my direction said taste after seven days, see if you like it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, or that part go. sounds a little bit like meat, a little bit where like you do, you let go test to see where it is and then yeah
1: well it's interesting because yeah like not being a super experienced mead maker like in beer if beer mid-fermentation is gross because there's all these fermentation compounds that the yeast clean up at the end that are still there so it's Mm -hmm. it's it's not good (laughs) you don't want a mid-fermented beer whereas like for kombucha it's okay you can bottle it up whenever you want based on your desired level of tartness yeah um so Uh, for me, I fermented it at two weeks on the floor of our fermenting shower, which is the shower in our guest (laughs) bathroom. Yep. So that in winter in Michigan, that ranged from 62 to 65. Yes. So the scoby showed some signs of expansion and I could smell what I consider to be sort of the distinctive kombucha scent coming off of it. Okay. That's good. But I tasted it after two weeks and it tasted like... Sweetened tea (laughs) (laughs) indicating a very slow fermentation. So I was nervous. I took to Google. Apparently, slow fermentation can be very common for a new SCOBY. Okay. So your first batch might be that. But also some sites (laughs) listed 65 as the minimum temperature with an ideal temperature closer to like 70 to 85.
0: Okay. So
1: I was way out of that range. So I what I ended up doing is moving it to the top of our fridge because Fridges, we we counterintuitively, the surface of our refrigerator is warm because mm-hmm. it's sucking heat out of yes. the main fridge, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and it's also rises. it's also higher up yep. and he rises. Yep. So we the next day we took a temperature with our little COVID IR surface thermometer and it, it registered at seventy two. <laughs> okay, so nice, that's pretty nice. good. So then I continued <clears throat> fermenting for an additional because this episode was coming up, an additional four <laughs> days. Then I bottled it. And uh, this is another spot where kombucha is weird, where like you, you don't pres- like in beer, you pres- you let fermentation finish completely. Mm-hmm. You add sugar when you bottle mm-hmm. and then you allow that to ferment. Kombucha, at least the instructions for mine, say you let it ferment a while, then you bottle it and you just leave it at room temp while it starts to carb up. Then you put it in the fridge and you don't forget about it so it doesn't explode on you. And it's like if you if you add <laughs> juice, you definitely have to be careful. I was about to say because it can totally explode on you if if you're not careful. So it's it's like this weirdly laissez-faire thing where it's like let it ferment. When you like the taste, put it in a bottle. After two or three days, try one. If it's at the you know level you want, great. If not, leave it another day. Then put it in the fridge, and then you just kind of put it in the fridge to stall fermentation. <laughs> And yeah, it's 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 a weird system and I wasn't like I said, being a beer brewer, it feels really laissez faire to me, but I think that kombucha undergoes some kind of secondary or long term fermentation process, but it's just kind of what you have to do. I am
0: I would say I am getting some PTSD because you're using the Grosch bottles and all I picturing right Your now mead, is opening yeah, it and then watching the meat yeah. explode. Right. So
1: now, this only carved yep. up for a day. So they okay. now keep in mind kombucha is not supposed to be nearly as carbonated as beer. So yes. the two-week rule doesn't really apply. Mm-hmm. They recommend two to three days. Mm-hmm. I only did one. Um and I will say I'm a little bit nervous because I I still felt Personally, like when I tasted prior to bottling, they were a little under fermented compared to my personal preference. Okay. So let's try. The first thing we are going to try is um. Don't explode. Original. Don't explode. Don't explode don't original explode. kombucha. Oh yeah. Do we do we want to get some? Uh, uh, okay, just, I'm going go it. it. Do it. Yeah. That wasn't no explosion. <laughs> that wasn't much. That kind of makes me nervous a little bit. Okay. So here, pouring. This is original kombucha. Now, yeah. what is
0: original kombucha then?
1: Just no added, no added juice. Okay, and uh, and so again, this is probably going to be pretty undercarbonated. Actually, some, I like the smell. Some people like their kombucha uncarbonated. You don't have to fizz it. Personally, yeah. I like the fizz. So yeah, here we go. This is it's almost now, hibiscus. Now like you you, you get a little bit of tang, right? That, yeah. that now recall this is just tea and sugar. So any of that tang, that mm-hmm. to me is what I call. Kombucha smell. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's take a sip. It's a little better than I remember.
0: It tastes almost like a
1: sweet green tea. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's sort of where I'm at. I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, uh, I like it though. This is It's good. But this to me, <laughs> just, it smells like kombucha. It does not taste like kombucha to me. It, it tastes like tea. Yeah. Sweetened tea. Which, well, which to me like says that fermentation still has... Despite it being at, like, going on three weeks, it still is not completed. And I don't know if that was me. Oh, see, on that second sip, I definitely got a little kombucha tang in the back of my throat.
0: I mean, I do get a little tang with it, but, like, it's definitely more of a sweetness yeah. than anything else to it.
1: And I think maybe it, it may be more of a, an issue with the residual sugar than it is an issue with the, the, um, like, lack of kombucha flavor. It may just be that, like, that sugar needs to get all the way eaten up, and it's just being mm-hmm. real slow. And I think it's a combination of my bad fermentation temperature practices, maybe, or a fresh scoby, like you said, too. Right? Um, yeah. Or yeah, maybe it's just a fresh scoby. But in any event, like not a not a raging success with that one. So I call it success, the, but that's just me. <laughs> so the next one here, we're gonna don't explode, try. don't explode, don't explode. I um I I added in, and I'm curious to see if it's any more carbonated, but. I added in 10% um, ish of. <laughs> I measured it in a shot glass, so like. But, uh, but of uh, cherry palm. So it's like okay. cherry pomegranate juice. Okay. Now, uh, pomegranate and tart cherry are two of my favorite flavors of kombucha. Okay. There's a brand that makes a pomegranate one that I think is just incredible. So Don't explode. this is where I, I still feel like there was about nothing, <laughs> about nothing popping that open. So you'll notice a color difference.
0: Definitely, yeah, I noticed that within the bottle. Not,
1: not quite as prominent as the GTS, but it's it's kind of got a pretty orangey sort of flavor to it. The, the I don't know how GTS gets their color, considering they all only use five percent juice. But but GTS is also a mix of green and black, whereas mine is all black tea. Okay. So it may just be that there's enough yellow tea color that it kind of resists the color change. And I definitely,
0: I definitely get a taste. I on this. smell
1: more. Yeah, more tang. I don't know if it's just because they're tart fruits mm-hmm. or if like the kombucha was like munching on the the sugars in the bottle. Tastes like juice. You think so? Yeah. yeah. To, to me, this is like, it, it's still kind of a little bit of kombucha flavor, but mostly it's like flavored sweet tea. You know what it, this a lot of this reminds me of, which... In a similar, oh, see, similar again, the similar range. second sip, once I get used to it, I get that kind of kombucha tang yeah. in the back of my throat.
0: Especially the smell. I don't think you've done it, but like uh, hookah. Have you done hookah before? I like, get the smell reminds mm-hmm. me of a hookah yeah. where like it's it's definitely got the, the fruit flavor, but there's there's something else there, like a tang to yeah. go with there's it as well. There's a little bit
1: of kind of complexity. Yeah, or, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Actually, yeah, this is kind of hookah reminiscent. Yeah. Because it's got, yeah, that sort of, I don't Cherry. know how to describe it exactly.
0: It's but... like a tar almost, but it's like a sweet tar. Yeah. But it's so good. I mean, I I think both of those are really good. I know, granted, I am not the best person to go for kombucha rice yeah. for. So if I say it's good, it's probably not good. <laughs> but yeah. like, I think, it, I think both of these are, I think the base is there, the flavor is there. Yes, you need that little bit of a tang, that little yeah. bit of carbonation to it as that, well. That's what I would say. I think With time yeah. you'll get there. To,
1: to, to me, I'm not happy with these because they're just they're too sweet for my preference. Yeah. Um, I, I want them to be a lot <clears throat> more tart. I like tart stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just it feels like there's added sugar, which means that fermentation isn't done, despite the fact that I went almost a full week past mm-hmm. the max recommended time on my kit. So again, that's probably a mix of not having a warm enough fermentation It's tough when we keep our house pretty cold and it's the winter. Yes. But also, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just a, maybe a matter of it just being the first time. Cause like, I've definitely watching the Scobie is getting a lot bigger and it's kind of, you know, there's almost like two nucleus, nucleuses, nuclei at this nuclei, point. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, where like, there's kind of the main, there's like a, there was a thin film on top, at uh, in, in the shower and then there was like the main scoby on the bottom but then mm-hmm. when I put it up on top of the fridge the creation of carbonation I think like was causing the like main scoby to float up a little more and mm-hmm. now that it's just a big old mess so <laughs> after I just need to grab all of that out and put it in the bottom of a mason jar and yes. let it all recombine into one little icky puck to pitch into my next <laughs> the camocha. mother dough right but I <laughs> yeah I, I don't think I'm gonna abandon the uh, cherry palm because I think it's gonna be incredible I think both of these would but be I really think good. it would be time. I think it would be a lot better with a more tart brew you know like I, I, I think cherry and pomegranate are both kind of wasted on something that isn't tart because they're tart they're tart <clears throat> fruits. Yeah. And I think, but the other one though. I think you do like lemon. I am lemon. curious, you know, lemon admittedly too, right? because it, that's not a bad idea. And, and, and that might be part of why like GTs for instance is so tart mm-hmm. versus the hum, which actually like you're, you're right. Like this is way closer to where hum is at yes. compared to where GTs is at. Mm-hmm. And it might just be a matter of adding lemon juice. Yeah.
0: I think um, I think that's okay. Because huge... that's
1: gonna take it way past, you know, if there's if there is lemon juice added, then like that's gonna add a ton of tartness. Yeah. And that's obviously not then coming from the fermentation. Yeah. But yeah, so we'll we'll just have to see. I am curious about getting like a good kombucha system down and tasting the original. Because admittedly, I've had very little unflavored kombucha. Mm-hmm. And I wonder in a in a you know, like if you tried a GT's original or whatever, mm-hmm. um how how much tea flavor would be preserved because i think that could be really nice like a kind of tart a tart tea but like the one that preserves the flavors of Mm -hmm. the original like black tea that is made from yeah that could be it now can
0: you do kombucha with green tea or no
1: it has to be black tea
0: no it can be either um and and actually
1: i believe both of these are made with both Both? a mix of green and black okay maybe oh you know what maybe i could do some like uh like monkey picked oolong see how that that works out that would be that would be good Like I I, I don't know how much it would come through, but I wonder that would actually be an interesting experiment Mm -hmm. is like two different kinds of tea, original kombucha. Can you taste the difference? Yeah. You know, like how much of the tea flavor really influences the end product Mm -hmm. or is it all fermentation character? Yeah. Because I was thinking
0: with like with green tea, lemon does go with green tea, obviously for the tea snobs out there. Lemon with green tea, cream with oh, black tea, or like
1: a full, a full, um, full green tea kombucha with some peach. too. Cause like peach green, is yeah. like kind of a thing that's yeah. done.
0: Because like, there's a peach tranquility that um, I know Tuvana no longer exists, but it, it upsets me. But
1: the artist formerly known as Tuvana, yes, the artist formerly
0: known as Tuvana, they did a one called Peach Tranquility, which is like a little bit of green tea, but a lot of of, of the peach. Yeah, and like it's it would be amazing if you could find something like tivana i know like um northville has like a tea shop yeah, where you guys are the uh what is that
1: called <clears throat> like spice something? spice merchants yeah. yeah
0: go there and maybe like this could
1: make a an interesting kombucha this could make an interesting and then go with yeah, that or that's true um i i also wonder like i wonder if you can use white tea i bet you, you could Because it's so delicate and like that and that and peach is another one that I like Mm -hmm. know is a common flavor combination. But like I wonder and like two, I I wonder about I've had uh, kombucha that has hibiscus in it, which is quite nice. That's another great way to add tartness. Yeah. But I wonder about like if you used white tea and then some more delicate flower flavors, Mm -hmm. if those would come through. I bet you you could. This is I think
0: this is where the coming to the flavor ideas what you can do with kombucha because a lot of times when i see kombucha i see what the gt is where it's just like it's super super tart all the time that's what i get with with kombucha i would like to see more like the hum was where like you get a little more flavor profiles to it as well and i think you can do that with a lot of different tea profiles
1: yeah and yeah. Not I mean, even adding extra ingredients. It's like a tea profile right, yeah. with it. Maybe maybe someday I'm just gonna need to make uh some some like different yeah, we're we're just we're just gonna need to do like a, a follow-up. On this episode yes. of like a bunch of original, like, like unadulterated kombuchas made from different teas and just see how they stack up. Well,
0: I'd say it's similar to what we did with the meat where like, right. I did the meat episode. Yeah, and exactly come back and like do, that. The, go, rainbow the rainbow of <laughs> rainbow of <Buki. laughs>
1: Um. So I, I will say, this is an odd thing, but like, so this Hum bottle is kind of squat. There are even, there's another brand that's even more squat mm-hmm. than it. For whatever reason, so like Kavita is in the same aspect ratio as the GTs. It's like the taller, skinnier bottle. Mm -hmm. Those tend to be the more tart ones. The brands that have the little squat ones Mm -hmm. tend to be milder. Um, So for whatever reason, if you're at the store and you're looking for some kombucha, um... You being literally you, Ryan, Me, not yes. the viewer
0: necessarily. The viewer could too. You
1: you 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 might just try one of the the the, the short ugly bottles and see what uh, see what About comes some. out of that because Coors might like it. comes
0: in that, that squat little bottle That's and true. Coors is amazing. So
1: Coors Banquet is really good. I have I have some in outside next episode next episode. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, and and I would say particularly this Hum brand I really like and I believe Hum is the one that makes. They've like rebranded their designs. So I must to say design sure. looks really cool. I like but it. But their um their coconut lime is really Ooh, good. Ooh, I can see that being Yeah. like almost a pina colada-ish almost. Kinda sorta, yeah. 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 It, but but it's sorta like they um uh, well yeah. Yeah, basically something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so there's that. That's a wrap. I would love to at some point get you interested enough that you start making this because i would love to see what your sort of maybe i do maybe i do the
0: rainbow boochie
1: yeah maybe or or maybe my (laughs) maybe i'll my scoby will get so big i'll need to just mix it so i'll or i'll just split it i don't know if that's the thing that you do because i'm a rook but (laughs) if it is maybe i'll just give you sure yes i'll just give you a bag with a disgusting puck of bacteria in it and go hey make something it's your turn right (laughs) Your journey begins. Right. Young your journey begins today. <laughs>
0: well, I have very little say on this, but if someone wanted to ask you about kombucha and making kombucha in general,
1: like where can they find you? They
0: would be better served asking somebody else.
1: <laughs> but with that said, um, if you would like to uh, chip in on this episode with questions or suggestions yes suggestions. i'm open to suggestions um you can find us at broothers in law on twitter or at com on our website we can find more information on our episodes and our podcast at large and ryan where else on the interwebs can people find you um about kombucha nowhere but <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but if you want to discuss anything brewing wise um i am at rambo coon on twitter it's r-a-m-b O K U H N, Um, or you can go to Wise Old Isles Brew, which is more beer related. Um, You can also find me on TikTok at Wise Old Isles Brew as well. Mm -hmm. And if you are interested in outside the realm of everything else, we are also Brewlers in Law on uh, Instagram, Brewlers in Law on Facebook. You can find us in most places now, I think. We're everywhere. Well, good on me for knowing that. (laughs) It's fairly new, fairly new. Well, Facebook's always been there, but like we don't see it that often because we're not neither one of us are really on Facebook now. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> if you do have any comments on this or any other way you want to listen to this podcast, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, you can find us on YouTube, you can find us on Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you rate us, give us your opinion, tell us how great we are, hopefully not as bad as we are. Um <laughs> But give us a rating on if you Apple, have four on four star those,
1: above. Give us a rating. Otherwise, yes. otherwise, Go away. <laughs> um, and of yeah. course,
0: you want to talk about things that you brew as well. What's your favorite thing to brew outside coffee, tea? And if kombucha? you
1: homebrew kombucha and you would like to share some recipes or best practices, I'd love to hear it. Yes. Because I'm 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 looking for guidance. I I followed the the, the uh, instructions here, and I'm looking to branch out. So please. I, I was gonna say the one us.
0: person I know that does it a lot is he's on TikTok. He's, his name is uh, Homebrew City. He does a lot of mead. He does beer. He does kombucha. He does like a lot of brewing stuff. So um, he's actually the one who I I learned about Scoby. I didn't know it's anything like about kindred, Scoby at kindred all. Kindred
1: Spirit. Yes. To our podcast.
0: So, um, but until right, next thanks. time, guys. Cheers. Cheers.